And then I had this, man, this encounter with God watching a Michael W. Smith DVD when I was 20 years old. And um, as he sang and played above all and opened the eyes of my heart, for the first time I just went, wow. I understand the love of God and I, I got to quit living the way I'm living. What's up, community? This is Jansen. And this is Chris. And we are going to be hosting this wonderful episode of our podcast. And today, uh, who do we have on our menu to talk about? One of my favorites, Mr. Gregory Sykes of Integrity Music. Gregory Sykes. Haven't we met Gregory Sykes? A few times, yes. He's a great guy. The last time I think I remember meeting him was, um, or just meeting him, the first time I met him, I think we were in... Orlando. At the Experience Conference. That's right. We were in a lobby getting some coffee, and he came out of the door, and we just kind of I think he came up to us and was kind of uh, telling us that, you know, he really likes Loop Community, and we were obviously very surprised to hear that. He he was uh, very familiar with what we do. He's super nice, isn't he? Like, man, he's just such a humble guy. Like, has a quiet nature about him, and just like, he seems like the kind of guy that never gets angry, even though I'm sure he does, (laughs) but you you wouldn't know what that looks like. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, who Greg is and what he does and what's uh, really, uh, what's on his heart. Like, what is he passionate about? We know he's a big songwriter and he loves music and he's getting more and more into the worship scene. So we're just going to kind of dive in and uh, talk about Gregory Sykes, get to know him a little bit and let you guys get to know him as well. So let's take off. All right. So, Greg, good to have you on this podcast. Man, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan of, of the LC, so I appreciate you having me. The LC. Dude, Luke thank community? you. Yeah, man. It's good, man. We're so <laughs> glad. Thanks. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, like, it almost sounds like the OC. Like, do you, watch, you don't totally. watch that show, do you? No, but, man, they should make a show about you guys, your wives. About the LC. Real Housewives of Real Housewives of LC. <laughs> Oh my gosh. My <laughs> wife would probably love that. Um, so, dude, so good to talk to you again. I know we, we hung out Thank just you. a few months ago in Canada. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the uh, uh, the pedal. I'm so luptimous. I'm so, so crazy about it. Actually implementing it this Sunday at church for the first time. Oh, that's uh, my awesome. guitar player friend helped me. He's helped me uh, set it up this week, and we're going to use it on Sunday for the first time. So, I'm going to try to do some sort of like Instagram story of even a, even a, a technologically not um, savvy guy like me can implement the Luptimus. Man, I liked hearing that. That's why we made it. So that's good. Are you going to be using it cool. with Ableton Live? Yes. Okay. Very cool, man. And do you, mm-hmm. when you run tracks, are you running like um, full arrangements as far as like, are you just like hitting play and then running through the whole song? Or are you going to be kind of jumping around to different sections? This Sunday, we're going to just do the pre arranged arrangements. Yeah. Um, yep. 
but looking forward to experimenting with, hey, I'll add a chorus, or let's, right. let's repeat, repeat that bridge, and then loop the section, which I haven't done yet, but right. uh, we are, that's, that's sort of like a hashtag life goals, you know, worship leader goals. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the cool things about the pedals, that you can do it, you know, you can get advanced with it, or you can get just simple with it, so... Mm-hmm. Man, yep. so tell tell everybody yeah. listening to this podcast just a little bit about like about you and like where where you're from, how you got started playing music. Mm-hmm. Yes, I uh, I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is a border city to Detroit, Michigan, and um, not too far, actually eight miles away from Eight Mile, where the famous Eminem uh, came from. Oh, and nice. So clearly he's one of my influences. If you listen to my music, you'll hear it. <laughs> that is nice. But, uh, yep, I've heard but, it. But truly growing up truly growing up near Motown, you know, Motor City, uh, kind of that Motown feel was something that was often coming through on radio and local fundraisers and just in the fabric of even our Canadian city. So always had a, a thing for, for that um, Motown soul, harmony and uh before i I started attending church on a committed level and became a christian i was i was actually first inspired by rock music nirvana green day got a guitar and my mom said i could take guitar lessons and so i i I brought you know these certain rock songs i wanted my teacher to teach me and once i learned enough of the basics to learn my favorite songs i actually regretfully i I quit and just began playing by ear and I, I always wonder what it would be like if I never actually quit formal lessons. But ended up uh, then when I got a little bit older, through uh, when pop music began to sort of take over uh, radio when I was in high school, my buddies and I one day confessed, "Hey, man, I actually kind of like, you know, In Sync, Backstreet Boys, Boys <laughs> to Men, that harmony thing." And we began sort of confessing four of us, "Yeah, I, I'm into that too." And so we we actually started a quartet and uh, I began awesome. singing. Uh, all around, traveling all around in a boy band, and we didn't we didn't sort of own the boy band title because two of us play guitar, so we were like we're sort of a band, a hybrid of a rock band and a boy band. Um, sort of had some mild success, but in the end, we called it quits after about five years. But we traveled around Europe and through some of the states, and um, man, it was it was a blast. And then and then I had this man this encounter with God watching a Michael W. Smith DVD when I was twenty years old, and. Um, as he sang and played above all and opened the eyes of my heart for the first time, I just went, wow, I understand the love of God. And I, I got to quit living the way I'm living. Just, yeah. That's awesome, man. And then when did you start writing your own songs? Or were you doing that even before? Oh, you just yeah, kind of changed. I, I had been writing songs as a kid, but I just never showed them to anybody because I felt like they were so terrible. And it was true. Uh, but, but then I started to write songs soon as I began inv- getting involved at my church, but it took me a while to show them, to be brave enough to show them to my pastor. And I did once, and he said, hey, I think we should try that, the bridge of that one song you showed me at Easter. And so that was my first time trying a song I'd written in church, and it was awesome to just, it was mind-boggling to me to see a group of people uh, in my own church adopting a song that I had written and singing it as if somebody else had written it. That's awesome. So, so what are you doing now? You're not on staff at a church anymore? I am, yep. Transitioned out of the church that I was in for 15 years in December. And then maybe two months ago now, so in late February, early March, 
have actually started serving at a little church here in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And um, my wife's helping as a volunteer oversee the kids kids ministry. It's, it's quite a small church. Uh, it's almost like a church plant um, without getting into sort of too much of the story. But right. so it's brand new and we're, we're grateful for it. And so I've been leading there two or three times a month. Whenever we're home, I'm, I'm leading worship there. Okay. That's awesome. That's a, your home mm-hmm. base. So, and then, so you have a new album that just came out, right? Mm-hmm. Called, yes, sir. Called Reverse. Uh, We've heard it here in the office. Mm-hmm. I actually really, oh. lo- I really love that song, the the title track. Um, Thanks, man. Can you tell us just a little bit about that album, how it came about, maybe what your favorite song from the album is personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. About three years ago, two and a half years ago, I had my first sort of experience going to Nashville, and it was for a writer's retreat and it was my first time co-writing with with writers who I'd, all, I'd heard of all of them they'd all written songs that I've led at my church and I was the only one in the in the sort of the writer retreat who hadn't written the song that you know is kind of known by the church the big C and so I was very intimidated I felt completely out of my league and uh, and, I, and I was but it, it began this journey of going wow these guys who are writing the songs that I know and love and lead at my church, they're just working hard. They're writing songs. One of the big differences between them and me is is they're doing it all the time. And they're finishing the songs and they're wrestling through it. And they're really looking at the lyric and looking at scripture and showing their songs to their pastor and, and being brave enough to share them. And so that began the past few years of inside. I just committed to going, I, I'm just going to write more songs. And um, so I began writing a ton and, and um, ended up probably writing in the neighborhood of, of 150 to 200 songs that we ended up then boiling down to these, well, to more than these five, but five of them were recorded um, in wow. in the fall. What time frame were all those songs written in? Are we talking like in a matter of months or like a year, two years? No, probably over the, over the course of two years. Okay. Yeah. So, it's a lot of songs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them, it's amazing. Some of them have been used by, you know, a couple Southern gospel artists or some other, you know, compilation CDs or other artists have used the songs. So it's been cool. Some of them have found a home or been used. Many of them have taught at my church. And um, some of them will just never, I'll just never share in public because I just think, you know what? That one's not even worth rewriting. I'm just going to pretend that one never got written. Right. <laughs> so, right. That one's just between you and God, right? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Which is okay. I think that's okay. Prime is the easiest way to run all of your multi-tracks and live performance. Download Prime from the App Store and browse our catalog of thousands of songs at loopcommunity.com. Prime has a full audio mixer, which allows you to adjust the volume, mute, and solo individual instruments in a song. Every song comes with a click and cue track, which will guide you through the song as you play. It's never been this easy to use multi-tracks and live performance. Download your copy of Prime today. So, like, when you sit down to write a song, are you thinking, I'm going to write a song for my church to sing, or I'm going to write a song for someone to hear on the radio? Mm, Or or do you not even ask that question, you just write? All three, all three are yes, yes, yes. Sometimes <laughs> I've sat, I've sat with an idea and said, I really think this is something that I need to craft and and want to finish 
in such a way that I can see my church singing this on a Sunday morning. I've also written and edited and rewritten certain songs that I've written in mind going, I imagine somebody driving and hearing this song as they drive through everyday life and maybe are walking through difficulty or are celebrating a great day. And, and this song, I imagine it being the soundtrack to that. And then third, there have been, and probably some of my favorites that I've been a part of, have been written without even talking about that, just going, let's just face this idea. This is something I feel like God is stirring in me today, and let's write it. And, and then it was only afterwards, when the song was done, went, oh, you know what, this could work in this context or that. But I do think there's something really good about writing with a target in mind. I can imagine this being sung in my church or this being sung at this specific type of service, a baptism, or this sing, being sung on the radio. Right. Uh, where it gets funny is then my human nature to want to try to control the result of that work and say, okay, now what's going to happen with it specifically? And, oh man, that is where I struggle in my, in my own selfish desires and humanity to between the, my honest desire to let go and, and, and allow God to just move um, the pieces of my life as they should be to get the results that he he desires between that desire and the desire to I want to do well man I want to be successful I want to make a mark (laughs) so I feel like some days I get it right and some days more than I'd like to admit I just drop the ball (laughs) it's interesting because I think probably a lot of the worship leaders and guys who are listening to this probably feel the same thing of really wanting to make a difference, mm. wanting to, you know, as you said, be successful and trying to figure out, well, what does that mean and how do we define that? And I think it can be easy for a worship leader to think that, you know, leading worship at their, a church plant of 20 people is not successful, mm. you know, and what success is, mm-hmm. is like may, maybe them getting a song on the radio and every, every worship band you can think of recording it. Because mm-hmm. you've been in a church, you know, for 15 years mm-hmm. leading worship and now you're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, yeah. in Nashville, maybe doing the Christian artist kind of thing. What would you say that you are? Like, are you a worship leader or are you a Christian artist? And is there a difference? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, if I could only select one lane to be in for the rest of my life, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't have the extreme privilege of bouncing back and forth from Nashville to Canada to, to write and record on one hand and do these fun events, and then come back home and lead worship in my little 150-person church, I would, uh, any day of the week, choose to be home and rooted leading in my in my church. But I'm, I'm grateful that um, God knows the desires of our hearts, and I just believe that though they're different for every one of us, that He's wired us and made us exactly how we need to be wired and made to do what He's made us to do. Yeah. He, I... I I don't know how some guys can spend their life on the road as as a full-time traveling, you know, artist guy. I, I just couldn't do that. But, that. but yet there are seasons I'm finding myself in lately where we're traveling a heck of a lot. And, and uh, I've prayed, God, unless this is you leading, I don't want to do this. Because I dreamed once as a kid of being a famous traveling singer. But the more I travel... But the more I realized, that's really inconvenient, actually. <laughs> it's a lot more convenient to just stay home and lead worship in my community. Right. Yet, it's hard to be in one place and lead worship in one place every weekend. Right. That requires just as much commitment and 
and uh, tenacity as does traveling. In fact, I think it's harder in some levels because if you pop into a new city every week, it's easy to be loved. Bring your best A game, yeah. tell the same story, sing the same song and move along, and you're loved in every city. That's a possibility. Whereas the people in your home community, man, that's they know you. Yeah. Every week, they know you. Um, that's even more noble, in my opinion. So um, in this season, my wife and I and our kids, we're just enjoying leading worship here and serving in our local community and yeah. then getting built up to go out and serve elsewhere and then reinvigorated to get back home. So they're mutually yeah. life-giving in, in this season. Yeah, I like what you said there that, you know, it's you can actually kind of change lanes. You know, you don't have to be in just one lane. Like at times you're able to, mm-hmm. you know, leading worship for, you know, this week and then this next week I'm ministering, you know, through this, you know, this festival or whatever you're playing at. Yes, that's right. It doesn't have to be, you know, one or the other. That's how I, I do feel today. Um, he is responsible for the results of what we're doing. And so I, I've tried to control them. I've tried to manipulate the cards in order to get what I want, and it just doesn't work. Um, and so what I do know I can handle is what I have today to, to be, you know, to be chatting with you, to be picking up my kids from school in a few minutes, to be doing a co-write over Skype tonight, and then trust God with the results of all of that. Um, and I thank God that he doesn't ask us to have next year sorted all out. He, mm. I, I believe he calls us to just worry about today. There's right. enough details today we got to sort. And he's sovereign over it all. You know. Oh, man. Anyway, m- That's my prayer. So good. To, yeah. Thank you. To not dodge your question about worship leader and artist, though I don't have a pure definitive answer, I, I do... I have prayed bravely, God, would you help me to write songs and record songs that could be sung at church on Sunday morning, but also recorded and produced in such a way that they may be suitable for radio that families and single moms and whoever may be listening could be driving to church and hear the songs and learn the songs so that when their worship leader leads them on Sunday, they go, oh yeah, yeah, I know this from radio or from YouTube or from Spotify. So right, um, right. recognizing that the song Reverse on this EP is a little more challenging maybe for a Sunday morning kind of band. We haven't done it at my church yet. The other four songs I've led in a church setting so far. I'm going to try Reverse, but the other four songs on this EP, they were written specifically for Sunday morning, yet produced in such a way that maybe radio could play them if they ever right. pick, up all, you know, pick them up. Right. Well, man, all of what you just said there was super encouraging to me personally, and I'm sure to a lot of the worship leaders who are listening to this. So I appreciate you giving your time to join us for this. And uh, Thank you. um, Loop community, make sure you go out and check out Greg Sykes on our website and on iTunes and Spotify, wherever music is sold. Check out his EP, Reverse. Thanks for joining us, brother. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate what you do for... The church, resourcing us worship leaders who need help, you know, with supplementing our sounds and tracks. And the fact that you care so much about the church and particularly those who are looking after the music in, in church, the fact that you care so much to, to, to risk financially and business-wise, career-wise, what you do to make Luke Community happen, man, thank you so much on behalf of all the worship leaders who don't have a microphone right now. Um, I, I pray that, that God continues to grow you and your influence and your reach. And we're grateful for you as worship leaders, man. Thanks, brother. That's encouraging. All right. We'll talk to Got you it. later. Have a great day. All right, Matt. Yep. You too, bro. Hey, Loop community. It is time for our Contributor Spotlight. 
This month's contributor spotlight is Brandon Sharp. Brandon is a great guy. He's from Nashville, Tennessee, and he's studied music. He's been an LC contributor since 2011, so almost since the beginning. Brandon runs a band called Long Hollow Wave. They do a lot of great stuff. He does a lot with youth ministry. When he performs, he'll actually jump over his keyboard rig sometimes, which always gets everybody excited, especially the kids. Um, Brandon is very proficient in main stage. He travels around teaching people about main stage and just how to use it to the best of their abilities. Um, but yeah, you're going to get to hear a little bit from Brandon, and then we'll show you one of his tracks um, that he created for This Is Living by Hillsong Young and Free. Hey, my name is Brandon Sharp, and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I've been contributing to Loop Community for many years, all the way back to 2011. And I remember the very first track that I uploaded was a song called Shadows by David Crowder. Loop Community has helped my churches over the years and that you have all these tracks ready to go that you can download at your disposal and then build your worship sets and be ready to go. It saved me a ton of time knowing that I have these tracks for these specific arrangements and now I can focus more on original content or new and fresh arrangements of current songs out there. I am LC. Well, thanks, Brandon. It's great to hear from you. And now, Loop Community, we're going to listen to one of Brandon's tracks that he created for This Is Living by Hillsong Young and Free. Wow, that was awesome. Uh, Greg is, like I said, such a humble guy. Love just kind of hearing from him and what's on his heart. Um, the amazing Canadian he is. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of the best part about him is not only is his music great and everything he kind of stands for, but, you know, just uh, getting to hear him talk as a person, whether it's about music or anything, you know. It's, um, it's cool to get to know, you know, who he is as a person. Yeah, for sure. He, <laughs> one of the things about him that, is really not in his nature. I felt like was the whole, like (laughs) the whole boy band thing. I love that. (laughs) Like he was talking about, you know, some of his, um, aspirations as he was in that band and like the guys that were like traveling around aspiring to be the next backstreet boys or something. And I just like, I would never, I would look at him now and see where he's at. And I would think Hmm. never would he be that. I I know I was very, uh, Excited, and I was laughing, you know, when he said that he grew up listening to Green Day and Nirvana, but he had this closeted love for NSYNC and things. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was great. So, we'll have to see if we can track down some pictures of, oh, of man. boy band Greg Sykes. Or maybe be, you guys can help us. That's right. Facebook is a wonderful thing. Uh, some of the things that he mentions, uh, one of the biggest things really that stuck out to me was he is getting more and more into songwriting, right? And it's becoming a big thing. And he mentioned that story about how when he had a lead and he had written a couple of songs 
and he wanted to kind of introduce them, but he wasn't, he was kind of afraid, right? Like he did, he was afraid of his songs, like getting shot down because his music director, he thought, Oh, this is going to be really crappy or no, we don't really want to do those. We just want to stick to what everybody knows. And so he talked about, you know, how it's okay to be in that place where you're a little bit afraid as a music creative. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, kind of nice to hear that you know we see him as this touring christian artist and you know all seeing all his wonderful success and it's actually nice and kind of comforting to hear wouldn't you agree that he encounters the same struggles that every person who writes songs you know encounters you know you have ones that you love and then ones that you don't ever want to share with anyone <laughs> that is definitely true i know that in my limited songwriting experience i i definitely have those songs where i think man this is awesome and then i have those songs where like this is the last thing i'm ever going to do because it's terrible but yeah <laughs> it's good to, it's good to hear from him that like the thing that the key is that you take a chance on yourself and on the things that you're creating and you just take a shot at getting it out there because you know what sounds bad or good to us may be totally different yeah. to somebody else mm-hmm. you know and it may take off with somebody and hey there's a hit here or there's this there we can really work this or use this in the church so uh, it's it's good to like it's okay to be afraid of your stuff that you want to create but don't stop there like make sure you get it out there and at least yeah. give it a chance so that people can kind of see I don't know what else did you think about it was also just um, eye-opening to kind of hear him talk about the balance of like having a family, going on tour, and and things like that. You know, it's I think we can kind of forget about stuff like that sometimes, and it's just you know interesting. Yeah, you live in these really close quarters, and sometimes you know the family is not always with you. You're traveling by yourself. It kind of can get lonely in that aspect, and I think that. Um, people don't see all of that. They don't, they only see like the glitz and the glamour of like, Oh, they're on stage, the lights right. and the sounds and the shows tour bus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it doesn't, it's not always the best and I'm sure it could yeah. get, it gets, uh, there's a part of it that gets old and where he wants to just be done and yeah, see his family. Be the weekend worship leader. Like he was kind of talking about. Totally. Yeah. 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 Man. So good. Well guys, I know that, uh, if you have any um, thoughts that you want to, you know, reach out to Greg. He's on social media. You can reach out to him. He's a great guy. He'd love to get in touch with you and just share his heart. Hopefully this has been uh, the information that we've shared has been somewhat enlightening for him. And you can go check out his new album. It's called Reverse. So good. And uh, it's great. Some great songs on there. So go check that out on iTunes or Spotify. And uh, we're just going to keep in touch with Greg. Maybe have him on another episode down the road. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And then we'll go from there. So guys, thanks so much for being a part of this. If you love this uh, podcast, be sure to subscribe to us. If you have any questions, you can send them to us at info at loopcommunity.com. Again, this is Jansen. And Chris, stay tuned for the future podcast. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Loop Community Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe.